With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wellbeing Radio. Conversations for positive change. Welcome to An Abundant Mind with Christine Corcoran. Welcome back to An Abundant Mind. My name is Christine and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I want to talk to you about the power of self-expression. Often we don't realize when we are choosing not to express our needs, choosing not to express our thoughts, our feelings, and our values, our take on things, we are actually shutting down a part of ourselves that feels like it needs to be heard. And there is always a time and a place to be able to feel comfortable and safe to express ourselves. And if we don't take those opportunities and we constantly shut ourselves down, we're basically telling ourselves that our opinion doesn't matter. Our self-expression is not important and we're constantly chipping away at our own self-worth. Self-expression is key. And when it comes to having an abundant mind, to having an abundant world, you need to feel comfortable and safe to share what your needs are. Asking for what you want is a really powerful experience. It's a powerful statement. It's a powerful expression of who you are and what it is that you want. So I want you to ask yourself, in what area of your life are you currently not asking for what you want? In what area of your life are you not currently expressing your needs or expressing your opinion? And I want you to ask yourself why that might be. Is it because you don't feel safe to? Is it because you've been judged in the past? Is it because you're actually shutting yourself down first before there's even been an opportunity to be judged? Because often we can have a lot of underlying belief systems around fearing judgment, fearing feedback, dealing with conflict that can cause us to want to stay quiet. And this has come from usually multiple different places. Maybe we have had experiences in the past where we have expressed our needs or our opinion and have been shut down or have been ridiculed or have been judged. Or maybe even it was just a constant message that we've been fed in the past as children, as adults, that we are to be seen and not heard. Now, this was a concept that was brought up in my household when I was young, that it was almost like without being said that children were to be seen and not heard. And there was a time when you can express your needs and your opinion, and there was a time where you couldn't. And so if we're not mindful of the belief systems that we carry on into our adulthood, it can be easy to continue to develop that belief system to believe that our voice doesn't matter. And it does. It so does. And we need to start to decide for ourselves that our voice matters and we get to choose to speak up when we would like to. 
Self-expression is a beautiful self-love practice. It's a beautiful self-worth practice. And the more we develop it in a kind and compassionate way for ourselves and for others, the more we can step into our own power, the more that we can believe in ourselves to be able to do the things that we want to do in our lives. That's why self-expression is so important. So I want you to ask yourself, is there areas where you do feel safe to express yourself? And why might that be? Is that because it's a safe environment and you feel comfortable because of the people you're around? Maybe they comfortably express themselves and that gives you the permission to express yourself. Could there be other opportunities for you to express yourself in other ways? And if there is, what's possibly holding you back from that? So obviously we want to start, if self-expression has been a real challenge for you in the past, and you recognize that, yes, I often am suppressing my own thoughts and feelings because I don't feel comfortable or safe or I don't, you know, I, I fear what people might say or the judgment or the rejection that might come, then I want you to start small. I want you to start small just by expressing your needs in a really small, easily accessible way. It might be as simple as expressing your needs at a cafe. It could be literally asking for what you want at a cafe right? So one of the behaviors that I recognize within myself is that if something wasn't right in the way that my food was brought out in a cafe or a restaurant, I wouldn't say anything and I would just deal with it. I would just either not eat it or I would eat it just so that I don't hurt anyone's feelings. Now, I don't really know, like I haven't explored this enough to really look think about where it comes from because it doesn't really matter really at the end of the day. But the question is like, why did I choose to do that? And so recognizing that it was the belief system that I had around it was like, I don't want to make a fuss or I don't want to upset anybody and I don't want to be rude. And so it's like, at what point do we decide that asking for what it is that we want was rude? Now, for whatever reason, there could be multiple different places where this is experience, where I've experienced this in the past, like even just thinking about it now. Yeah, totally. Multiple different reasons where experiences that I've been through in the past where that was kind of fed to me or that was expected of me because they didn't want to make a fuss. And I know exactly where it comes from. It's totally from my parents. And that's not a bad thing. And I'm not judging them for that, right? That was their experience. And for whatever reason, that was how they chose to bring us up. And I'm not judging them at all. I had an incredible upbringing, love my parents, like, and I see how that could have been then instilled in them from their parents. So this is not a place of judgment. But it's understandable that in that time and place that that was expected of their children to not make a fuss. And so, again, we need to decide for ourselves what's best for us as adults. And in those times where I could, as simple as, and it was so interesting because it was brought up when a friend of mine, I was at a restaurant with them and their food came out and it was wrong. And my immediate emotional reaction was, oh, don't say anything, just deal with it, just eat it, like, don't worry about it, don't say anything. And she automatically was, she called the waiter back and was like, explained what I actually ordered. This doesn't look like what I've ordered. Uh, can you please just double check in the kitchen and make sure this is actually my meal. And the waiter was so apologetic and actually worked out that it was completely the wrong meal. And it was so interesting for me in that moment to really recognize my emotional reaction, the thoughts that ran through my mind and what caused me to play small and to be quiet. And so then afterwards I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So I explored it with her because she's also a coach. And so I explored it with her and just explained like, this was my emotional reaction. Isn't that really interesting? So I would love to know 
what was your upbringing when it comes to things like this and being able to speak and express what it is that you need? How does that feel for you? And she was like, oh, it was encouraged. It was literally like brought out of us as kids that we were expected to say, was that what it is that we want? Is that what we need? And is everything okay, right? Like actually making sure that they were checking in with them and acknowledging that that was what they wanted. And it was so fascinating for me to hear it from her perspective and recognizing that the judgment that I was placing on the situation was just from those different experiences that I've had as a child and recognizing that just because I get to express my needs and ask for what I want does not mean I'm affecting the other person in a way that makes me look rude or that is judgmental or that is making a fuss or offending anybody, right? And so I was recognizing the judgments that I was having that the other person would be offended by this. And when you consider it from the other person's point of view, whether it's a waiter, whether it's a friend, whether it's somebody else, understand that sometimes, yes, I absolutely understand. There are times where we hold our tongue and we don't say anything, right? Because we don't want to offend or we don't want to hurt another person's feelings. Totally get that. But in a situation where you're at a restaurant and you're actually paying for the meal and your meal comes out and it's actually the incorrect meal, at what point makes the person who says, uh, excuse me, can you please change this? This wasn't actually what I ordered. At what point is that rude? right? We get to choose the tone of voice that we use. We get to choose how we address it. We get to choose the emotion that we bring to it. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be upset with them. We can literally just be neutral and just be, Hey, this isn't incorrect. Can you please fix it for me? And the best part about it is the recognizing the opposite reaction. So that person may not judge you. They might, that person might be like, wow, okay, this was my mistake. I need to rectify this. And they also want to make sure that you're happy because as a paying customer, you obviously want to walk away from that experience happy. So without someone saying something, there's no opportunity for someone to make sure that you're okay and make sure that you're happy with the situation. So what's happening in no matter what the situation is, if you're not communicating your needs, if you're not communicating or expressing yourself as authentically as you are from your point of view, you're not giving the other person the opportunity to get to know you. You're not giving that person the opportunity to be able to do something that actually fulfills your needs. You're literally shutting them off from that opportunity. You're not giving them anything to go on. And so when we look at it from that perspective. It's really fascinating because it's like, hang on a minute. Like I'm creating my reality. The way that I'm expressing myself, the way that I'm choosing not to express myself is literally creating the response that I'm getting. But if I choose otherwise, what are the other possibilities? Now, there is a possibility that there may be some rejection. And so I want to dive into that because I think it's really important that if we're going to talk about self-expression, we talk about rejection. But I would love to go to a song first. So I'm going to share a song with you and then I'll come back and talk to you about dealing with rejection.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so if there's been some times in the past where you've actually expressed your needs or, ex- or had some form of self-expression and been judged for it or been rejected for it, then obviously that's going to sting. That's going to hurt. And if we don't resolve that emotion, if we don't resolve that feeling and the response that we had and what we made that mean about ourselves, then that can be triggered in other situations. So often, and I had this happen with a client the other day, when I asked her to explain a certain fear that she was experiencing. So she was experiencing a level of fear when it came to putting herself out there. And when I asked her to explain that fear and where it came from, automatically she went straight back to two other situations, two other experiences that she had that had not been resolved. You could tell it hadn't been resolved because that emotion was very raw. It was very up there. Like it was literally available to her straight away. She was feeling it. You could see it in her body language, in her facial expressions, and you can see it actually having that emotional response right then and there, right? So if you're thinking about expressing yourself and being able to share and communicate your needs and you automatically go back and think about past experiences. Now, if the memory triggers the emotion and you feel that way, that means it's unresolved. That means you haven't taken the time to acknowledge and feel the feelings that were attached to that experience. So then what happens is the brain holds onto it and the body holds onto it. And then we have a new experience or we fear a new experience and automatically we have that emotional reaction again. It's the compound effect, right? It's literally because we've experienced it before. The new experience triggers it and we go back to that time and place and we experience what we were experiencing back then, unless we take the time to resolve it. So what I would mean by that is actually acknowledging that experience that you went through. And as painful as it may seem to revisit it, believe me, the human emotion just needs to move through your body. So taking the moment to even just acknowledge and maybe do some journaling on it and explain what situation was, journal on how that made you feel, what you made it mean about you as an individual, as a person, and what it is that you need to do to resolve those feelings. So do you need to express how you felt? So maybe it's if it was involved with another person, maybe you need to write a letter to that person and express how it made you feel. Now, you don't have to send that letter because the resolution is for you. It doesn't have to be with the other person if you don't feel like you'd like to do that. And so it's just about creating that resolution within yourself. So writing it out, writing exactly how it made you feel, and then writing out what you would say to that person. And then because majority of the time, this is what happens, right? We have an experience. In the experience, we don't express our needs. So we possibly go into fight or flight mode or freeze, and we don't actually respond, right? So we go into a state of fear. And what happens in that moment, all the blood rushes from our brain and we can't think straight. So we don't have a normal response. So the things that we would have said to express our needs or express how we felt, we couldn't do it at the time because we were in a state of fear. Okay. Which can happen often when we experience rejection. So we go into a state of fear and then like an hour later or a day later, we're like, oh, I wish I would have said this. Oh, I wish I would have had this reaction or I would have, wish I would have done that. 
right? So it's unresolved based on the experience. And so what happens is we've actually shut down our ability to express ourselves. And that has really created an impact on the way that we feel about expressing ourselves. It doesn't feel safe, right? So the brain, the amygdala is literally activated because we're putting ourselves into a stressed state because we possibly have a threat that could cause us danger, right? So we even just thinking about a new experience about possibly expressing ourselves or putting ourselves out there, we go automatically into a state of fear because of the past experience, because we were put into a state of fear then and there was a threat and it caused us negative emotion. So what we want to do is resolve that old negative emotion from that past experience. So we feel safe and it's okay to then choose to express ourselves freely in new opportunities. And that is about building the muscle, right? It's literally a practice about building the muscle and feeling more and more comfortable sharing our opinion, sharing our, expressing our needs, asking for what it is that we want. And so that's what I mean by starting small, right? Like in simple opportunities in a restaurant, if your meal is incorrect, asking for it to be improved, or when a waiter you know, walks past and you need something, you actually ask instead of shutting down your voice or going quiet, right? So finding small times or even like, there was another way that I even used to express it was if I recognized that I had an internal dialogue about something and maybe it's a situation or conversation with other people or you know, whatever it might be, if I recognize that I have an internal dialogue about it, but I'm not actually expressing it, I am actually choosing myself to shut that down. So it was about finding small, simple ways to actually express that piece, that information, that opinion in a kind and compassionate way. So sometimes it was literally like, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I actually disagree with that. I actually think about it from this perspective and really just watching your tone, right? And when we're able to resolve that old emotion from the past, we're able to do that because we're not drudging up the past and bringing it with us. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about rejection. Rejection is a deep fear that a lot of us are challenged by. What I mean by a lot, I mean everybody, like every human being, we fear rejection. It is one of our core fears that keeps us from doing the things that we want to do. And the reason for it is because as the human race has evolved, our brains are literally prehistoric brains that were developed in caveman times. And at that time, safety was in tribes. So we felt safe when we were safe within the tribe. And if we were rejected from that tribe, there would be certain death, right? So literally our brains were being developed by if we get rejected, it means death. So we're literally setting ourselves up for a state of fear because that threat is dangerous to our existence. So firstly, what we want to do is acknowledge that that fear is going to come up no matter what right? It does not have to drive your behaviors. It does not have to override everything that you want to do or say. The fear is going to be there. That's okay. You get to override it by literally saying, it's okay. I'm not going to die. <laughs> and just acknowledging that I'm safe. My environment is safe. Yes, it feels scary because I haven't done this before. I haven't expressed myself in this way before, but it's okay. I'm going to be safe. And so you're almost like coaching yourself internally and having that internal dialogue with yourself to calm your nervous system down and let your body and your brain know that you're going to be okay. And so once we do that, then it's about building the muscle and learning to express ourselves no matter the rejection. And when we build that muscle with rejection, it's much easier to deal with it. And I guess the best way that I've dealt with it in the past is recognizing that the majority of the time, the judgment isn't about you. Every single human being is walking around 
with their map of the world, with their identity of who they believe they are based on all of their life experiences, which are different to yours, their upbringing, their schooling, their values, their religion, their belief systems, like all of that information in their mind is developed around their identity and they are living from that identity. Now that identity is very connected to their feeling of sense of self, sense of safety. Okay. So they're certain of who they are in this world. Now, if that identity is threatened, they're going to have a judgment. They're going to have a reaction to that. And so when we express ourselves, if they disagree with it, then they will have an internal rejection happening against that point of view. It does not mean it's against you. And I think this is the biggest thing is if we actually disconnect rejection from who we are as a person, it's much easier to handle. And so we recognize, especially like in business, like we get rejected all the time and that's got to be okay for you to be able to move forward. So the more you deal with it, the easier it is to handle. And this is where it's about making sure that it's not about you. You don't make it mean it's got anything to do with you. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the opinion. They're rejecting the thought process. They're rejecting the opportunity. They're rejecting the offering, the product, whatever it is, like it doesn't meet their needs. And that's okay. When we make it okay and we make it safe for us to express our needs, no matter what, it's become so much easier, so much easier. So I implore you, if you are someone that struggles with self-expression, And I want you just to even bring awareness to it this week, because even if you're someone that you think you don't necessarily suffer with it, I guarantee you there's an area of your life where you do. So that's why I was asking you to do that little bit of a life audit earlier on in this session was like literally thinking about there's areas of your life where you feel comfortable expressing yourself and there's areas of your life where you probably don't. And so being able to bring awareness to that and then allow yourself to just slowly but surely express yourself, ask for what you want and put it out there, share your opinion the easier it becomes and you, cause you build that muscle of confidence, you build that muscle of self-belief and you build that muscle of being able to deal with whatever rejection comes your way. So I hope this episode has served you. I really appreciate you coming and spending the time with me. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me over on Instagram. I am, my handle is Christine Corcoran underscore coach. Would love to hear from you. And I hope you have an incredible day. Wellbeing Radio. Conversations for Positive Change. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.